back on the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017 TheHammer.com. You know we got that uh, Alexa skill for you. Tell Alexa to play 1017 The Hammer. Let's go over to our Hammerhead hotline. We're going to bring in Dustin Dopirak. We've had him on uh, plenty of times. Just does a great job of uh, covering uh, Indiana hoops. And I, I sounds like a game's going on behind you right there right now. It, it currently is. Uh, my, me and my wife just came down. We, we live in Indy, so we just decided to come and watch the uh, the Indiana women. They're up five on Maryland in the uh, uh, Big Ten Women's Tournament coming down to it, so they're hanging on. So this is an interesting watch for sure. But, yeah, yeah. You, can, day, you know, kind of a day off, so I'm around hoops anyway. So there you go. Uh, you can uh, actually read his stuff. He's uh, a writer for the uh, Bloomington Herald Times. And, of course, you see him in the uh, Indianapolis Star. Uh, a huge game tomorrow here, buddy. Um, Oh yeah, it's Purdue. It's IU. It's always uh, entertaining, and uh, well, there's a lot on the line here. I think uh, there is uh, Purdue trying to get back in the win column, which uh, you know, a couple of bad beats here. But I mean, for Indiana, I feel like the pressure's really on them on this one. If they want any chance of making it into the NCAA tournament. I feel like they have to have this win. Uh, do you get the sense in talking to the players and coaches that they are a desperate team going into Saturday? Yeah, I mean, they definitely are. The way I look at it is they need either this or to upset who I would presume to be Wisconsin in the second round uh, of the Big Ten tournament or, or the quarterfinals or whatever it is. I think that, like they, I think, have two opportunities left to get it. But, like, I think they need a big, shiny win. And Purdue would be a big, shiny win, obviously, to be able to go up there and on the road. Um, but just beating somebody like a Michigan or a Michigan State, even in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, I don't think it's going to cut it for them. Um, so they've got to get one. And, and, and again, I, I think they'll, if, if they win the first round, they'll have two opportunities. But obviously, I mean, I think this, if they would get this one, I think it would probably get them on the right side of the bubble. Um, but right now they're on the wrong side, right? Right now they cannot coast in. If they, if they lose this one and they lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, they are certainly out. Uh, there's no question about that. And I think even if they win in the first round, uh, just in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, I don't think that's enough. Um, so I think they've got to get a big shiny win, and this is their first opportunity. Um, so they 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 have to be desperate now. Rutgers was a game I think that if they won that, um, I don't know that they would be safe, but they would probably be on the right side of the bubble. Um, but they're not now, and and they have to change something, and they they have no time left. So that's all it comes down to. How do you feel? Th- uh, look, there was a big honeymoon I thought with Mike Woodson. And, uh, of course, that non-conference will definitely help inflate that. It wasn't the toughest non-conference schedule in the world, but it it seems as of late, especially with the losing streak, that maybe the base turned a a little bit. I mean, if they look at going 9-11 and in his first year in the conference and they miss the tournament, uh, how does that fan base react? Do you feel like they'll still be patient going into next year to see you know, if if this team improves, or are they going to kind of turn on them pretty quickly? How do you feel the times are I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess turn, you know, it's kind of, I guess, interesting how you, it depends on how you define the word turn. They're annoyed right now. I mean, that's, that's the, the best way I would describe it. Now, that doesn't mean they're ready to, uh, you know, throw them out. I mean, I think they're, you know, obviously, it's an alum, you know, it's a decorated alum, a guy who scored 2,000 points as a player. Um, and, I mean, I, I think they like him personally, so they're rooting for him. Um, and they're, I think, aware that you, you can't run a guy off after a year. You just can't do it, and you don't run a guy off after two years. You've got to let him recruit his team, let his team grow up a little bit, um, and, and have it so he's not just coaching with somebody else's guys. So th- there is, I think, a, a recognition and understanding of that. But they're annoyed. I mean, they, they absolutely look at this team as one that was good enough to make the tournament, and, and it is flawed, and I don't think anybody had an expectation 
for this group that they were going to come in and go to the Final Four or go to the Sweet 16 or even contend for a Big Ten title. I think they obviously looked at this group and said, you guys are good enough to make the tournament. Can't we just finally get, get there safely in there, not be on the bubble the whole time? When they beat in Ohio State and they beat Purdue, they were like, hey, look, you're obviously good enough to beat those teams. You should be good enough uh, to, to get in and with, without a problem, win you know, 19, 20 games, go 500 in the league. That's not asking too much. That should be enough. Um, you know, you've got an All-American center. You've, you've got a, uh, you know, a, a, a solid, you know, sort of Robin for him in Race Thompson. And then you've got this really dynamic point guard and a couple guys who can shoot. That should do it for you. Um, and the fact that it hasn't gotten there and they've left a couple of bad losses on the table in a Penn State and certainly the Northwestern game, obviously, and those suspensions is a whole other issue that they tacked onto it. So for all those reasons, it, it is annoyed, bothered fan base uh, right now. And, and Mike Woodson keeps saying the same thing after games, so I think that bothers them even more when he keeps saying stuff about, oh, we just got to get over the hump and, and not, you know, just it, it, it's just it is not quite fulfilling for them right now. But that doesn't mean they're ready to run him off, and that doesn't mean they're going to go into next year thinking, well, if he doesn't do X or Y, he's done. Um, but they're, they're annoyed, and they're, they're less happy than they were two months ago. I can't imagine. We're talking with Dustin Dupirak here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Covers the uh, Hoosiers uh, for multiple outlets here. All right, let's talk about the health of this uh, IU team. Uh, how close is Trey Galloway to coming back here? I know Fennessey's finally back at it here, but uh, kind of what's the health situation right now, the squad, and uh, what do you think it'll look like tomorrow? Yeah, no, that's, that's the big question, obviously, is Galloway. I mean, I think uh, you know Mike's not very... Um, forthcoming when it comes to injuries and he was kind of back and forth last week and, and I get the impression that he only uh, gets so deep into the specifics when it comes to that um, I know he has a high groin pull and uh, Mike, Mike's way of explaining was it it's, it's way up in there man <laughs> I don't know what to make of that at all uh, I just imagine that it hurts it's not comfortable for Trey Galloway to walk around these days um, but I, he said he might be sooner so I, I guess we'll see that's one of those like go to the arena and find out type deals. And that's a big one because I think Galloway was able to give Jaden Ivey some problems uh, in the first matchup, and I don't think there's anybody else that really uh, fits that job. Uh, you know, Rob Finnessy's a very good defender, but he's not big enough uh, for that one. Xavier Johnson, maybe if they play Finnessy and Johnson together, um, then Johnson can take that assignment and do all right with it. But uh, that's really it. And if you're going to put that you know, their, their same starting five with Parker Stewart and Miller Cobb, that's a really tough assignment for Parker Stewart. He keeps getting those kind of tough assignments. So if you're uh, if, if you're IU, you, you're really, really hoping you get some minutes out of Galloway for that assignment. You know, you mentioned Rob Finnessy, a, a career day last time these two teams uh, went after it, and it's big for a kid that grew up here in uh, Lafayette. Uh, I'm sure this moment going back into Mackey isn't lost on him either for Saturday, is it? Mm-hmm. No, not at all. I mean, obviously, the, the, it was a big deal for him to finally be, beat Purdue. It was, uh, you know, a, one of those cool moments when they, he was held up in the in the middle after he hit the game winning three and scored twenty and you know it was game of his life pretty much. Uh, you know, basically when they and they stormed the court and his you know teammates held him up in the middle of that. Uh, so we got cool pictures of that and I think that was that was really big for him and he knows obviously. I mean, he hasn't played an NCAA tournament. He's a senior. Um, I think at this point he is thinking about coming back for a fifth year. Indiana's got to decide if they want him, which is kind of a tough call because they're bringing in a five star point guard in Jalen Huchifino. Uh, it seems like Johnson's still going to stay, so that could be a really clogged up situation. Um, you know, he might not have a choice to have the fifth year, so this might be the last time he plays Purdue. Um, so he's obviously going to be aware uh, going into that one that this is a big deal. Again, he could play them again. He could end up doing a fifth year sticking around, um, but it might be the last time. So I think he's obviously knowing uh, that this is a big one, and, and I think he knows, you know, noticed 
that Purdue didn't want to guard him at the, at the beginning of the last game, and, and it kind of let him shoot. And I think he's if, if they try that again, he's going to be you know all the more motivated to prove them wrong again. That, that to tell them that's a bad idea. That's the last time these guys got together too. Something happened. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis got in that early foul trouble, and I think a lot of people around here thought that that was quite possibly one of the best things that could have happened to Indiana. They went small, and Purdue was not prepared, I think, uh, to uh, take on an IU team without Trace Jackson Davis like that. Has there been any talk? Has Mike Davis brought up any of that stuff to where they might try to go small a little bit more again against Purdue? Uh, not in, I mean, they haven't mentioned in particular, they're not going to take Jack, Jackson Davis off the floor. Um, it, the issue is it's, it's, I mean, they, they'll, they'll, I mean, they'll also play big as they'll, they'll put Mike, put Mike Durr out there a little bit more when Edie is out there. I think that's the real issue. It's just, uh, Edie is a tough assignment for Jackson Davis. I mean, he's, he has some tough times against, against size, but that kind of size obviously is tough for anybody to deal with. So it's really tough for Jackson Davis to defend without fouling. Uh, so you can put Door out there, get some minutes out there when Edie's on the floor. Um, and they, they're okay with the, the Travion Williams matchup. When Williams is out there, Davis, Jackson Davis can hang. Those guys, I mean, they, they just battle. They end up scoring on each other. Um, but Edie, I think, is a, is a real tough assignment for, for Jackson Davis, so he might throw Door out there a little bit much for that. But it also, you know, they, they, there might be some moments where you have a Geronimo and a Ray Thompson out there together and maybe, maybe take advantage of that. Those are all options. Uh, that they can do. Um, there, there's different ways they'll play this. So I don't, what I don't think they'll do is just try to get 35 out of Jackson Davis and, and, you know, just, just think that that's going to be good enough because I think they know it's a tough time. Dustin Dupier, again, tremendous beat writer for, uh, IU. And I can't believe it. We actually had somebody that covers IU here that's not, uh, shouting and ranting and raving like a lunatic on a microphone. <laughs> Not that we're uh, mentioning anybody in particular, you know. Right. So, you know, just, uh, it's, that, it's that darn Jeff Rabajons is what it is. Um, exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. We'll be good here. Right. Hey, Dustin, I really appreciate it. Please uh, uh, pass my thanks on to your wife there, too, for giving you up here for uh, a good 10, 12 minutes to talk some hoops on a day off. Too. I absolutely will do that. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much, you so buddy. Much, Take care. All right. Talk to you later. All right, big thanks to Dustin for being on. Awesome stuff there. We got to take a break. We'll come back. Um, David Bell, the Combine yesterday, a very big topic of discussion. So I guess we got to tackle it. That's coming up next here on the Hammerdown Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017.